Welcome to a podcast from the edge. I'm absolutely fine, but mini. Five minutes broadcast live from the edge, the brink, the overwhelm, the vortex that slips into your feed every Friday. Not that Friday feeling, but rather all the fucking feelings. And just to let you know that the week is nearly over and there's only one more week to go before you have to get through the next week. Oh God. Here we go. Hi everyone, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine, but a couple of days ago at the weekend, I was arranging to meet someone for breakfast. Actually, the oddest thing about this is that it was an act of spontaneity. Never happened. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. It was obviously some sort of crisis. Where should we go? Where should we go? Where... Oh, she said, there's this great new place on a certain street and it's biodynamic, she said. What even is that? I, I, I don't know. And now I never want to find out more. <laughs> All the bread is gluten-free. They do this great charcoal coffee, she said. I said, okay, stop talking about it because the more you say, the less I want to go, but I'll meet you there in 20 minutes. So I went and I, I was early and I said, hello, please, may I have an oat flat white? And the embryo behind the counter said, oh, we don't do oat milk because it makes your blood sugar spike. So you can have one with sprout milk. <laughs> what is sprout milk? How do you milk a sprout? Was it disgusting? I mean, it was. She said, how is it? And I went, I got used to oat milk and I suppose if pushed I could get used to sprout milk do you have any honey so I could sweeten it oh no no obviously, obviously. we don't have honey we've got some sort of strange pumpkin sugar by which point I'd gone floppy and pumpkin you know, sugar yeah, resistance was futile so I tried the pumpkin sugar and had a disgusting breakfast of flaxseed crackers that were homemade so they were so soggy and very very heavy and there were there were some leaves on them but not like salad leaves like 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 leaves off a tree in the park <laughs> oh my god I know it's supposed to be good but it also feels like it's torture I didn't like it one bit. I wanted the sort of reheated bacon from the you know greasy spoon over the road. Anyway, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. But in keeping with the tradition of my playful dressing, yes. yesterday I sent you a text saying that I was accidentally dressed as Danny Zuko from Greece yes. and not in a good way. You did. But then, dear listeners, I sent Annabelle a picture of myself, which I can send to you if you DM me so you get this full visual. Yeah, before seeing the picture, knowing that she's in her playful fashion <laughs> era, I said, supportively, I think, oh God, what are you wearing? Except for I saw that after I'd sent the picture, which obviously made me feel, uh, no, actually I just laughed because I knew, I was literally on my way home to change because I knew I'd made a catastrophic error. And then Annabelle started sending me pictures of Jimmy Somerville. Yeah, it was Danny Zuko in your dreams. <laughs> Jimmy Somerville. In the bomber jacket era. Um, will you ever wear that outfit again? Um, no, I'll absolutely not wear that outfit again. Anyway. But, Jimmy um, Somerville. <laughs> Takes don't back to being about way. 12. Yes. <laughs> but also, there's Jimmy Somerville bombers. I don't know if anybody remembers them. They had that sort of green, blue, with the orange lining. Mm, and flying was... jackets. Do you remember? That was the same era. Flying jackets, King's Road, cowboy boots. I was obsessed with all of that stuff. Yeah. I know. I'm not had... sure that we really pulled it off. I, I could never really wear a flying jacket again. I just look like a unit. No, I could never pull off the bombers, even though I coveted them desperately. But I did have a pair of bright green dyed Levi's. You know, when there was that face for those really dyed Levi's? It was a short face. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's not a flex. I shouldn't be like, hey, this is so great. It anyway. takes you back to being 13, 14, 15. And, and actually how we survived. We put something on Instagram and we said, remember when you were 15 or 16 and, and you lied to your parents about all the shady places you went to? Oh my God, the response. The response. I think the most dramatic 
was the opium den in Hong Kong in the mid-1970s. So she posted that and then everybody wanted to know more. Right? She thought she could get away with just headline opium den in the mid-70s. Turns out this was a woman called Constantia. Yes. She was about 14 and an expat living in Hong Kong, correct? That's correct. And underage drinking at that point, I mean, you could drink at six. I mean, no one cared, right? <laughs> yeah. She very casually said, and sometimes we would go to the opium dens. <laughs> she never tried it, she said. Yeah, but she the, said the smell... The smell was horrendous. That's what someone once said to me about an orgy. She said oh the my two God. things, I've never been to an orgy, like a big, big proper orgy, or any orgy actually, but anyway, said the two things she remembers from the orgy were a sort of banging sound oh. and the smell. The smell. Anyway, apparently opium dens smell awful as well and very dark with, you know, people lying down with bamboo pipes everywhere and classic Chinese music playing. I know. And it actually doesn't feel very romantic at all. It just feels sort of oddly kind of seedy. Yes, sort of everyday seedy. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, what we did when we were 15, 16 and what you all did when you were 15, 16 involved a huge amount of getting into all sorts of vehicles. Yes. Like maniacs. Yeah. In and out of vehicles, on and off vehicles, driven by strangers. I mean, I have two words for you. The mini cabs. Oh my God, the mini cabs we got into. Random men in random cars. <laughs> just pulling up. Yeah. There wasn't CCTV. There wasn't Uber. There was nothing. They just pulled up and you went, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, people got onto the back of mopeds with Greek blokes. Yes. One woman said, if I said on the back of a moped with a Greek bloke who pulled up alongside us and just asked me to go with him, I would not be lying. That same person also said, and into a van. A van, everybody, with a group of Egyptian hotel staff in Haggadah. Yeah, hotel staff loomed large, didn't they? The water sports staff were always fun. Someone once said to me, if you want to buy drugs on holiday, go to the water sports staff because they sort of work for the hotel, but they sort of don't. So yeah, never, you know, I actually never tried it, but you know, top tip. There's a surprising amount of joy riding. Yeah, driving down sort of autobahns at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Riding cars with drunk boys. Down country lanes and not knowing where the fuck you were and then not remembering how you got there. Yeah, yeah. And that was just, you know, and then there were all the waiters, Emily. <laughs> all the waiters. I mean, there's definitely a waiter. And I, I like to think that I was 15. I think I was probably 14 anyway. And being in a ditch with Angel at 2 a.m. Angel. <laughs> Angel. He was absolutely gorgeous. He probably absolutely wasn't. Because historically, not now, obviously, but historically, I have very bad taste in men. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So there was there was Angel the waiter. And someone said, again, told us they'd hooked up with two Italian guys on a school trip, met them the next day and went back to their random flat while the teachers thought they were sightseeing. <laughs> oh, look at these frescoes. God, you'd have to have balls of steel to be a teacher on a school trip full of teenage girls. I mean, unbelievable. Inevitably, there were many, many raves, derelict warehouse parties, you know, with all sorts of wires and exposed jagged edges. And you just would sort of, you know, throw your coat over some broken glass and lie down with another waiter. <laughs> there was a lot of said I was staying at. Yes, I said I'm staying with Samantha tonight. I'm staying with Charlotte tonight. I'm staying with Saffron. There's a lot of this. Or the woman who told her mother she was going to stay with Natalie and ended up being locked in a basement bedroom <laughs> with several male heavy metal fans. In Leith Walk there. She was very specific about the location. I remember we used to hang out with a kind of 55-year-old photographer called Ron. But, I mean, I never saw anything dodgy. Did he have his camera out? But No, not, not really. Not a euphemism. No, but I'm not sure that he was interested in the girls, actually. You know, the funny thing is about all, all of these, well, it's not even funny about all these escapades, is that just because we did it doesn't mean we weren't afraid. I remember going down those country lanes or wherever I was or on a Greek island or, you know, and, and hearing my own heartbeat and hearing my breath and thinking, 
you know, this isn't good. And always, always clutching our keys between our fingers in self-defense. I mean, you know, we, we were always afraid. We're still afraid. It's just a lot of it now is nameless dread and crippling panic. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. As opposed to hangovers or not hangovers, actually. Because... Not anymore, because we can no longer <laughs> metabolize alcohol. So just exactly, just sort of, just, you know, just the core wound. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we'll leave you with those memories. Have a happy weekend. Bye.